Uh, so, so far, win totals, we've given out, I've given out Arizona under five and a half. I like Arizona State to go under their win total this year as well. I like Oregon State to go over, and I like UCLA to go over. Um, let's continue to co- talk a little bit about Oregon. So we talked enough about the offense. The reason I actually like them coming into the season, man, is the defense under Dan Lanning. So the, last year they really struggled to get pressure. They only averaged over one sack, a little bit over one sack per game. So their number one goal this offseason in the portal and through recruiting was to get a better pass rush, get better pressure get more havoc on the quarterback. That's what they need to do. They bring back eight starters. Their defensive line, they brought in a transfer from South Carolina, Jordan Birch, who had three and a half sacks in the SEC. You just see the big leap. Like when guys leave the SEC to come over to the Pac-12, I'm not even talking offensive players and quarterbacks like Bo Nix. It's just a different world, Peach. Obviously the Pac-12 compared to the SEC. So I think Birch is going to have a monster year. Three starters back on the line. Uh, the linebackers weren't very good last year, but they have six of their eight top guys back in the secondary. They lose Christian Gonzalez, though, to the NFL yep. draft. 16 starters overall. They get USC at home this season. They do play an easier schedule of defensive opponents, and I like Dan Lanning. I saw this. Second-year coaches at Oregon, the last three, 12-1, and 12-2, 13-2. I think they're guaranteed a 5-0 and start, but after that, they travel to Washington Two weeks later, they hit the road to take on Utah. You know how I feel about them this year. So uh, I stayed away from Oregon, but I think they're going to be good again, man. I think they're going to be good. I just don't like that schedule, and I'm looking forward to betting Texas Tech week two. I can already tell you. What do we think that spread's going to be? Seven? Seventeen and a half? No, no, uh, seven and a half, eight maybe? Yeah, I was thinking seven, seven and a half. Yeah. That's what that's what I would I would think. I, if that thing opens under seven, that's going to tell me a lot. That would tell me. A lot. I don't know that it does. Maybe eight and a half. I don't mm. know. I'll have to look at that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But Texas Tech's obviously extremely popular in the Big Twelve. Oregon is one of the favorites in the Pac twelve. I that's an awesome matchup. I actually didn't know they were oh, yeah. playing week two. I'm literally. Uh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Uh, so Utah, they were Pac-12 winners for me last season, had them plus 250, went over on the win total. It was a ride all season long. I mean, there were injuries. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tavion Thomas pretty much like quit the team. But I'm Kyle Winningham's number one fan. It's the toughest place to play in the country, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, like, I like them because I'm a Big Ten guy, and Utah reminds me more of, like, a Big Ten team than a Pac-12 team. Oh, How physical no they are. Cam Rising's back at quarterback. I just Is he going to be ready for week one? He suffered a torn ACL in their bowl game. Even last season, though, 20 touchdowns, 5 picks, 499 rushing yards. And then if he does come back and he plays, I believe he had, like, 48 design quarterback runs last year, and 30 of them went for over 15 yards. So if he has a torn ACL that he suffered a couple months ago and he's back in camp, are they going to let him leave the pocket? They have a really good offensive line. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I stayed away from Utah just because you look at their offense, you lose a stud like Dalton Kincaid. Um, Their offensive line brings back three starters. That's always a strength. Seven starters back on offense, including Cam Rising. But again, coming off a torn ACL. The defense, nine starters are back. I think they're going to be top 10 in the country, but they weren't as dominant as usual last season, especially on the defensive line. They had 41 sacks, and they only gave up 111 rushing yards per game. But if you watch when they stepped up in class, they'd give up like four yards, five yards per carry to the better backs. Best O-line and D-line in the Pac-12, but that schedule's ruthless. Like, they're a great home team. Brutal. But look at the road schedule this year. Oregon State, USC, Washington, all on the road. Don't forget I, about Baylor either. And, and Baylor, like that's that's a non-con. I think they yeah. can win like seven, eight games, and I'd still consider it a success. They had their first ever though top twenty-five recruiting class. Uh, Whittingham did so. Yeah, I didn't play over. I didn't play under. 
Uh, for the first time in three years, I'm staying away from Utah. I think they should still be solid, but too many question marks and a tough schedule on the road this year. Tough schedule. You bring up a good point about rising too, and if he does play, probably not going to be at 100%. I mean, we've previewed so many schedules, Ryan, across the country where teams have like three cupcake games to start the season, right? Michigan has that. Georgia has that. If you're Utah, you got Florida and Baylor out of the gate, right? So... I mean, you got SEC, Big 12, right out of the chute. So if Cam Rising, even if he's able to play, he's probably not going to be himself. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, you talked, we've talked about the Florida game, though. You like Utah 9.5. See, you I like Utah, but that's what scares the hell out of me. Well, it opened at 8. They took some sharp money to get him up to 9.5. My concern, though, if Cam Rising isn't 100% or if he doesn't play week one, I don't feel as good. Like, I don't care about them losing Tavion Thomas, to be honest, because... Right. I think Jalen Glover might even be better. He had a huge spring for them, and Tavion Thomas really didn't play a whole lot last year. Even with only three starters back on the line, they always have really good offensive lines. And I think they have their next stud, uh, stud tight end, the kid from Australia, uh, Thomas Yasmin, who might not even be the starter week one. I know they run a lot of two tight end sets, but yeah, man, I just I don't know what they're going to look like right off the bat against Florida. But like Florida, there's no expectations. A five-and-a-half win total. They beat them last year in the Swamp. This game's at Utah. I just, I love Utah at home. There's, the, I think that's the toughest place to play. It is a tough place to play, man. Bryce Eccles Stadium. It's one of the good ones. What do we think that spread's going to be against ba- the week two slate, Horvat? I got to tell you, everybody's talking Bama, Texas. We got Oregon, Texas Tech. Yeah. We got Utah, Baylor. Yeah. It's a big, big week for the Pac 12. What do we think that spread's going to be for Utah, Baylor? It might be a pick 'em. Or do we think. Utah's favorite. Well, I don't really like Baylor this year, to be honest with you. Well, we're going we're to talk about them. Let's not yeah, bury the lead. Yeah, we got them tomorrow. Big 12 tomorrow night before That's you right. leave me next week. Yeah. yeah, so I'm staying away from Utah, but I'm, I'll be rooting for them. All right, yeah. I know this schedule. is chalky, but I think USC wins the Pac-12. I haven't bet this, dude. I haven't done anything with their win total. I gave out all my win totals. I haven't done anything with, like, a conference future. I, pe- I bet Penix to win uh, Heisman, and then I bet all those win totals I gave, I gave out. Check out the podcast, Pet MGM tonight if you missed any. Um... But, like, dude, USC, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, Well, USC's... they're going to start the season 6-0. and That might be the easiest six-game stretch to start a season that anybody has. I mean, it comes down to, you know they're going to score over 40 points per game. They have seven starters back on offense and Caleb Williams, right? I mean, even with their wide receiver room losing Jordan Addison, who was awesome, they bring back Mario Williams and Taj Washington. They also have Brendan Rice and Dorian Singer, who we talked about earlier in the transfer portal. But the defense was the problem last year. They lived and died with takeaways. And it's so hard to do that two years in a row. You know what I mean? Like, that defense was a mess. Yes. But it was just pick six and fumble recoveries. But I do – I actually like Alex Grinch, man. And if you look at it, they actually they, – they were improved defensively. They went from being, like, the 110th defense in the league to, like, 70-something. So if they could take that next leap – and they do have nine starters back on defense. Also, you look at the schedule – Two of their tougher games, Notre Dame and Oregon, both on the road. I was talking about this, though, with Luke a couple hours ago. The thing that would scare me, like if I did anything with Caleb Williams, you know, to be the first back-to-back Heisman winner since Archie Griffin did it, would be that the back end of their schedule is so tough. So, like, Notre Dame and Oregon on the road. Let's say say Notre Dame is better than I expect they lose that game, or let's say Oregon beats them. Then, after that, it's like Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA to close out the season. What if Caleb Williams just makes a business decision? What if they lose two games yeah, and not going to the college true. football playoff? That's a good point. Maybe that he just a, shuts it down. Because that is a good point. The problem is, is that, again, they're going to start their season 6-0. and 
San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, first three weeks of the season, all at home, 3-0. Then you go on the road to ASU, Colorado, 5-0, Arizona at home, 6-0. Then it gets interesting. Yeah. At Notre Dame, home against Utah, at Cal, and then you finish. Listen to their final three games of the season, home against Washington, at Oregon, home against UCLA. Do you like that USC's schedule is so backloaded so that they can use kind of the first six weeks of the season to really gear up for the stretch run? Or do you hate the fact that their schedule is so backloaded that they really can't afford to lose any of those games because they won't have enough time to make it up and they pretty much have to be perfect yeah. each week because there's no let-up in their schedule. No, I hate that. I'd rather just get this off the I agree. So I don't like them to win the Pac-12. There's not enough... There's not enough margin for error, in my opinion. And I don't you go like with? that it's that backloaded. Who would you pick right now? I mean, you again, USC plus 200, Oregon 3-1, to one, Washington 375, plus 375, Utah 5-1, to one, Oregon State 10-1. to one. Give I think that's Thieves! The Give yeah. me the Beavers 10-1. Like, to I, one. That's my pick. The more I think about it, I might bet UCLA to win the Pac-12. Really? Court. It's 14-1. to one. Yeah, I, I, I already think they're getting a double-digit yeah, wins this season. Banking, they should have won 11 last year. You're banking on Dante Moore to be a star, which, I mean, he, he Or just the star. He might not he even be the could, starter. We have no idea. Yeah, we didn't see true. him in the spring game. That's true. You think that defense is going to be good enough, though? See, Oregon State, I know I they lost be- a lot on— I think it's on, their best defense that they've had. But. I, I just trust Jonathan Smith, even though he lost some guys on defense. I just trust him in that system. I think their defense is going to be solid. I just—I like the DJU pick up. I think the new scenery for him is going to be great. We talked about Corvallis and what a great home field advantage that is. Give me the Beavers 10 to 1, Ryan. This is Jonathan Smith, baby. This is what the Pac-12 does. Every year, there's like five teams that are 10 to 1 or lower. It's so jumbled up. And sometimes you get the favorite. Other times though, you you get a team like Oregon State. It's just this kind of middle of the pack and why not? Why not the Beavers? So you uh, know what happens now. USC goes 12-0. 1,000%. Rolls Notre Dame by yeah. 40 Caleb points. Caleb Williams will win the Heisman again. He'll be the ninth. Well, I guess he'd be the eighth only USC uh, Trojan to win the Heisman because he became the eighth last yeah. year. But he would be the first, second Since back-to-back. Be the only other USC? guy. No, the only other guy to do that is. Archie. That's correct. Yeah, I That's, thought you meant at USC. and no, I was no. trying to think. I was like, wait, their no. last Heisman, yeah. was it Reggie? Although technically that wasn't a Heisman season. Their last. And they never won a national title, That's people forget. True. All those so, have been vacated. Did Liner, Notre Dame, Notre did Dame Liner, actually won that game. The Bush push game didn't count. Notre Dame won. Brady Quinn. Did legend. Liner win the Heisman? Liner did not win a Heisman. He did. So no. it was Carson. He before, was in the running. It was Carson Palmer. Reggie. Yeah. yeah okay. Liner and Reggie Bush, that team was so good. They were just oh at the God. same ceremony. And Lendell White was actually the starting yes. running back on that team. Oh Crazy, my God. dude. Um, Who was their receiver, real quick? Played for the Panthers. Oh, Steve man, Smith? Can, no. I can, Steve Smith, part two? Dwayne Jarrett. Wow, oh, I yeah, thought of Jarrett. That name in a while. Yeah. Dwayne Jarrett, he's a beast. I forgot about him, actually. Dude, I did too. I don't know how I thought of that. That national title game, them against Texas, where Vince Young beat them. I mean, it's one the, of the best. The best. One of the best. The best. All right, so my favorite bet's Arizona State, Arizona under in the Pac 12. But it's going to be a fun conference. Last year we get it, so we'll enjoy it.